we are another week, another episode, another podcast, and another way of us getting cancelled without even going viral. How are we feeling today? Well, I don't know about you, but I've had a long day at work. I was just okay. it was just one of those days when you're well, I'm I'm a substitute, so it's not okay. like a planned week and uh so I got the message, eight o'clock in the morning, I was sleeping, I went to bed, two o'clock, so it was like, oh shit. But it was like, it's good money, it's very good money. So yeah, I was uh, going to work today. So how about yours? Uh, same thing. I had to leave work earlier, so I started my internship. Not sure if I have told you about this earlier. But I started my internship. And it's in mm-hmm. town, but with the buses, it's like an hour away. So if I want to make it by 8, I have to wake up at 6. And today oh. I had to get there at 7 because I had to leave sooner. So I woke up at 5. When there worked, and it was all right, and the people are lovely, and the place is nice, and the work is easy. Relatively easy, of course. Mm-hmm. But after I left work, I needed to get my hair done. And I almost <laughs> fell asleep in the chair. And one of oh. the guys asked, like, Norbert, how do you feel? Are you tired? And I just said, yes. <laughs> the dude was oh. just, like, laughing. And I was like, oh, my God. The embarrassment of the day. And I live for it. But, like, still. It was oh. so comfortable, though. And my head just kept falling apart. Ahead. And forward. Yes, forward. And, yeah. I, I managed to look get um, done. And I look cute. And that's what matters the most yes always about the looks as long as i look cute it doesn't matter (laughs) like us beautiful people have a lot of struggle and i don't think people see this true true can understand this the struggle is real (laughs) it really is (laughs) no so yeah um just got back from the gym and i realized i want penis muscles what Excuse me, what was what was uh, what sort of muscles do you want? Penis muscles. Aha, so I heard correctly. <laughs> Can you no. elaborate on what uh, muscle group we are talking about here? So, if I remember correctly, it's a part of a bicep. Oh, sorry, no tricep, and with really. You can see on really well-trained guys mainly, at least I've seen only on guys, uh, when they flex their tricep, the muscle itself, it looks like a penis. And it's so cool. Like, I, I try to find a picture. This. Uh, yeah, I want to... <laughs> okay, probably not going to find a picture right now, but I'm going to send after we're done with the episode. But it looks like a penis and I want two penis in my arms. Oh, that oh. sounded a bit bad. Yeah, I get <laughs> It really does. Oh, do you know, like, the, the V-shape you get down in your, you know, below your stomach, you know, in the crotch area? They yeah, have also a little cute nickname called Come Goddess. Oh, no, I'm good with the penis muscle. So you don't want the V-shape? Well, I, want I want that, that too, but I, I store most of my fat around my waist, so it's going to be a really hard job to get that I done. Of course, with, with proper calorie deficit, but because most of the fat is there, I have to get to a really low body fat percentage to achieve that it's going to be minimalistic but what i the, the goals i set for myself with that those it's going to be a bit minimalistic but otherwise it's going to be fine and it's not going to be super edgy but hey it's mine and i work for it and we will see it's all in the future 
Okay, I got no picture right now. Oh, maybe him. Not me just opening Instagram and trying to find buff dudes with big arms. Penis muscles. <laughs> and penis <laughs> muscles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, no, everyone is really into chest and abs, which is nice. This one does look actually really nice. Oh, yeah. But the chest does do a lot. And the the six pack. It, it is really the goal, I think, for. I, I don't. I think not for most people, but I've. Yeah, well, maybe most people. It's not to get the big, beautiful, trained legs or the big guns. Well, the big guns that like. It's not the. Well, they can have good bodies too, but they usually have trained their arms and legs a lot more. Mm, and the back. Yeah, the back. Well, maybe I should become a swimmer. I think it's a bit too late. I mean, let's face it, you ain't no spring chicken. <laughs> Sorry. Behave, Mr. Behave. <laughs> Honey, I'm the, I'm the springest chicken of them all. <laughs> Just because uh, 50 is the new 40 and... <laughs> 40 is the new 30, 27 is still 27. Yeah, yeah, that's it's, yeah. It's the spring chicken age, I can tell you that. Okay. That's my astrological sign. It's the spring chicken. Don't be don't be cheeky with your mister. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's way too late on a casual Tuesday night. At least this is when we're recording it. So yeah. For me to set my mind straight. Oh yeah, me too. And I've been around like we have this there's a lad who comes in the house. He's very fun and he's very like you can have good conversations with him and he got he got a his mind is in the gutter sometimes. So it's very good and you stay like fresh and yeah, I think it helped me that that he was there today. Then okay. I can have my cheekiness ready for now. Nice. So you can have your fun and just talking as freely as you can. <laughs> or allowed. I found a penis muscle being my own. I'm sending it right now. Okay, you should be seeing it. You should be able to see it now. Two seconds. Looky, looky. It's not as um, penisy as I usually see or yeah, hope no. for, at least picture wise. I, I, I get yeah, well, the point. Yeah, I don't, I don't see the penis right here, but I see some. Well, maybe a misshapen whale's penis or something like that. I don't know. Well, everyone's oh, well. body is different, so maybe this dude really buff dude. He has just different one and whatever. But you get the concept of what I was talking about. Oh yes. Okay. Oh, I do For love sure. the gym. Yeah, I get that. I miss the gym, but I should really start just going to this gym that's up here. But then again, a lot of the people from work, the young ones, goes there. So I don't know if it's appropriate for me to go there as well. Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. It's just like work is work and, and like one's personal life is personal life. I don't know how it's well. It could be fun to see them there. You don't have I know I don't have to interact with them, but, you know, and and it is the closest. There's nothing closer. So I would rather have a 15 minutes bike ride than a 15 minutes bike ride and 20 minutes in train to get to the gym. So, yeah. Okay, fair enough. But just give it a thought, I guess, because at the end of well, the day, you should be able to use the place as well, just because your, I don't know, workmates or <laughs> clients. Can you, can you even call them that? 
Well, I, I usually call them our users because you would do that in Danish, but users sounds so druggy and it's not, it's not drug related. No. But they use our facilities. Like, yeah, maybe gym. But then the, again, there is two things actually, because this one that is closest to me is like 200 something kroners. And the one that is 20 minutes in a train plus time is like 600 for half a month, half a year. So you do get it half price. Yeah, but I guess the time is... You time is also there. important for me, yeah. Yeah, because you don't have that much left. <laughs> no, not, not, not while I'm being a working girl, love. It's too much work. Exactly. You are like Dolly Parton working nine to five. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And even more. Oh. I also work on these guns. <laughs> sorry. For those listeners, I'm sorry if this is cringe. Even I can see it. <laughs> okay. I, I will not apologize. <laughs> I'm unapologetic at this point. Thank you. Show them. Tell them. About my beautiful guns? No. <laughs> no. And whoever's wondering, we are talking about arms and biceps. Mm. Yes, I hope not, so uh, you do. It's not weaponry. Unless yeah. you call these weapons, mm. these arms weapons, pow pow. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay. that, that, I, I, well, that was cringe for sure. Yes. After I said it out loud, I realized. <laughs> it's oh, okay. Well. It's okay. It's okay. You shouldn't be ashamed of being cringy. <laughs> oh, yeah. well. Oh, the other day, it, it was on the weekend, so I went to the gym in the morning. And actually, I see this couple, and mm -hmm. they had their baby with them. And I was like, oh my god, that's so adorable. Like, well, in the gym? Yeah. Well, it's it's rare to see parents like go, I don't know how big the child was, but like if it's a small child in a gym, it's it's rare to see. I usually just see the occasional teenager, but never children. Was it, is this called the harness? When they like attach? Yeah, it is yeah. sort of a harness when you walk around with them on your stomach or... And so they were switching when they needed it, and otherwise the dad was holding him, and it was so adorable. No. It sounds well, and credit to the parents to sticking with the gym routine, even though they got a young child. Exactly, right? it's so motivational to see that yeah. even though respect, yeah, a child doesn't stop your life, and oh, yeah, I don't have time for myself. What? Mm. No, you can take your child to the gym. You then you got time for yourself with a <laughs> with a child. <laughs> At least you have no excuse, Susan, not to work out anymore. Mm. Even if you want to. Okay, it was well, it was a really nice experience. Well, was the child quiet during the session? Yeah. They were there. Mm. Yeah, it was a really, it, it looked like a really calm kid. And I guess the music and just to see, I would say he could see the parents was enough. And yeah, yeah. it was just really like a cute moment. And then that made me realize and made me think what I want in my future when it comes to kids. And the stereotypical, the stereotypes, like right now I'm single. So at best I will be a single dad. And well, I'm not yeah. sure if I want that, if I want to be that. And this is everything around kids. It's so... For sure. Well, a single dad, I wouldn't like to be a single dad. 
I think it it is way too much work. But like if you're co-parenting, I think there is much more of a like if you're as some parents do have the seven seven um, sharing of the child, like seven days with mommy, seven days with daddy, even though the parents aren't together. See that I see is a very good thing because then you have both your life and uh, yeah, this is co-parenting. Yeah, this is co-parenting. Okay, but like. like Yes. How do you do seven seven days both if you're not together? Like it's it has to be the child at some point in only one place. Well, you, well, you will the, the child would have to move from place to place. The child will have to move from place to place um, to follow where the dad or the mom is. So I, I don't know how it works that much in. in in real life, I've just heard about it, and I like the idea as like when you are a gay man, and if you want a child with, let's say, a straight woman or a lesbian woman, then I see the benefits of it. Yes, I don't want to be problematic sounding, but probably two gay men have the hardest time getting a child. Yeah, that is true. That there's is really no true. womb, there's no one to carry the child. If we yeah. only having this two person in the focus, like here in Denmark, surrogacy is well. You can be a surrogate, but you can't get paid. So, it creates a lot of problem for two gay men because they, as you said, don't have a womb, and they need to work off charity from maybe women they know or random women who wants to carry a child and those are rare it's much easier for let's say lesbian couple who can just go to the sperm bank and get some great a sperm that's not that easy either but at least it's easier it's yeah you just need to, well when you get get the sperm and you get the turkey baster you're good to go <laughs> oh my god no not the turkey base. <laughs> oh yes, the turkey base. That we are using the turkey base. <laughs> like for gay men, it's a lot, lot harder. Also, adoption is such a long and horrible process. It's almost easier just to try to find somebody to just have children with instead. Yeah. Also, the it costs money to adopt, which is does it annoying. Yes, it does. The legal proceedings and yeah, it's it's um, it's a nightmare. Plus, if you want to adopt a small child, they, you still have the parents that might lay claim to the child once more. It's like it sounds so horrible when people tell, talk about their nightmares with adoption. That does sound horrible. Even like, wait, the parent can claim it back? Um, depends. It's of course circumstantial, but yeah, they can. Well, at least they can change their mind late in the process before anything has been signed properly. Um, I'm not quite sure about this, especially not in Denmark. Um, but yeah, I think it's much easier to breed something that's biological, your own, and you actually have a biological claim to. Yeah. It sounds like a child is a property, but you know, biological yeah. parents have most rights. Yes. Although as far as I remember, I had the chance to work with someone who was a surrogate. Mm -hmm. And this is just, take it with a grain of salt, because I'm not sure if I remember correctly. But what I've been told that in Denmark, if you find a surrogate uh, legally for the first three years after the birth, and bad, sounds bad, but 
forgive my bad English, the owner of the child is the mom. And mm. you don't really have anything to say about it, even if you want to, as a man or as someone who wants that child as the first three years. And if the mom wants to keep it, she can. Well, it depends on who the biological father is. He still have a claim to it, but courts seem to favor women mostly in custody cases. So it might hold some truth to it. But like if she has named a father and a father has been acknowledged on the birth certificate, you, the father will have a claim to the child okay. and it's time. But she can then, just keep it. Yeah, okay. I would guess it's luckily it's not something both you and I have to worry about right now. In a one way, it's kind of sad because I would say it has also some like objectifying women's body. Yes, it, it, it is the problem. Like that's the thing about surrogacy is like they see it as sort of human trafficking, sort of like buying women's bodies, even though prostitution is legal. You can't apparently rent a body for nine months. So But you can have that for nine hours at night. Yes, for sure, for sure. That is okay. It's a yeah. funny, it's funny laws. Like, if a woman is strong enough to decide what happens to her body when it comes to abortion, prostitution, why can't she decide about surrogacy? I don't exactly. get it. Um, I guess it's not something we should get, but it definitely would be nice to have someone here right now who has the perspective upon it. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to say that the whole issue regarding this is just so complicated and complex yes there is some ethical questions that needs to have a good answer before we can go ahead with paid surrogacy but yes. i under also understand why would a woman go through with carrying a child for a gay couple to not earn anything for it what what's like she's doing a great thing a thing that she should be paid for and And gay men do sometimes go to other countries like South American countries to get somebody to carry their child for money. Sometimes it can be half a million, if not yeah. 750,000 Danish crowns. So, And if not even for gay couples, but just like a straight couple who cannot have their own for unmentioned reasons. See, It's, there is a thing like, I'm not quite sure if they can get surrogates like sponsored like something for the government i can't recall if there is something that helps barren women who can't carry their own child mm. i'm not quite sure i need to read up upon that before yeah. anything about it do you how do you feel about um okay what we see in uh, at least in my what i see is in, um, in american television mm. and just in what social media provides individuals these like americans let's just say that for now and not use as a standard but of what i see that they just go to as you said south america or asia and adopt a child from there i don't see that much of a problem in it i actually have a american cousin who actually is adopted okay. um, and he is of well um I think he is of Mexican descent. I'm not quite sure, but he is darker skinned. So I would say so more south than the USA okay. is his parents' original place of birth. But yeah, I think it's I think it's okay to adopt and so on. But there has been some issues actually um, talked about about white people adopting children from other 
like not countries, but like yeah, and in not bringing them up thinking about the culture that their parents came from. Okay, which so is a bit of a touchy subject. A child of color in a male dominant, not male, white dominant environment where he or it cannot learn about its own history or not as not see as yeah yeah and their heritage but see this this is the thing like they might have a heritage but well it was their parents job i think to talk about that heritage and now they got new parents and their parents have to talk about their heritage i think so i well this is might be maybe a slippery slope but I, I think if, say... if you're adopted, it's your new parents and their parents will raise them to think about them as their parents. And talking about their birth parents doesn't really help, I think. But I disagree on that. Big time, actually. Because regardless of who adopts who, in certain cases, it will come up whether there's... Because there's no similarities at least for example like look why looks wise or like outside wise yeah so the kids aren't stupid and it will come up like why is this and why is that and i would say those who adopt should and what i see they do and they should like express that what's the case of course to a child who can understand the situation and realistically and just like just get what's the point and what's happening hmm. and if the child is ready to and he wants to know about where he come from what is living like there what's the social culture he or she sh or it should be allowed to do and just be able to do so because just because um it got adopted it doesn't mean he he just transforms into the new family culture of uh, culture and upbringing but yeah yeah but culture and upbringing is something that you get throughout your childhood and life it's not something like it's not born in it's not in your dna so i don't get the idea of wanting to i yeah well well i don't know what to answer this to this actually <laughs> first time we disagree a thing or something like that yeah it's not going easy <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But I still think like if you're if you're the adopted parent, you are legally the guardians, the ones who have to take care and bring them up. You have to teach them about your culture. You don't. It's not your job to teach them about their parents' culture. I think that should have been the parents that either gave them up or lost the child or they died or something like that. But shit happens. Uh, there's this couple I follow, actually a gay couple, who adopted a child whose mother was not able to raise him, so gave him up for adoption. And what I've seen on Instagram, because they had this little blog and they have their page, and I will try to look that up and maybe put it in the comments or if I manage to find it. And what they said that the kid knows about the mom and they are mm. in close in a not a close close relationship but if the kid wants to he can always ask and talk about this and the guys are always really open about it in many other cases what i've seen and heard that the biological let's say mother or father maybe is in the life of the kid as an aunt hmm. it's you know oh. it's because we don't know all the circumstances and 
giving up for adoption, it sometimes sounds really harsh, but I would say in many cases it's better at the end of the day. I know the what's called the orphan system. Do you call that that? Yeah, let's yeah, orphan system. Let's just okay. call it that. I think <laughs> people understand what it is. Yeah, it's not the best, and what we hear isn't the best. No. But if someone managed to get to a loving family, that should be the most important. And if there's even some connection, it just shows how much that person loved that kid to make that decision. And I found it really brave and just quite mm. touching, actually. So what do you think about like sperm donors? There are two kinds of sperm donors. There's the open and the closed. And the closed, yes. Oh God, we and we once a year ago or so we had a lot of a lot of big discussion with two of my friends about this, and how who bears the responsibility. So it was me and my male friend and our other female friend, and there was a lot of disagreement about us, because the us the guys agreed that it's, it's more of a woman's responsibility. And then we had the opposition. I would say. So the the okay. Let's let's just take it like who what what was the problem about open or closed donors for you guys? Um, who bears the responsibility of knowing the father? Okay, so it's is like it, yeah. Is it it wasn't if it's important or not to know your parents? It's like who bears the responsibility for not knowing their biological? Exactly. So okay. is it. In, for example, in a closed um, donation, is it the father's responsibility because he chooses not to be known? Well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have donated his sperm if he had to be open. So. But you, yeah, that's also the thing. But yes, we agreed to disagree <laughs> over what I think. I would say, a man, if he wants to donate. He should do what he wants, and if it reaches up to the expectation of these hospitals, do they call them sperm hospital? Sperm hospital, sperm bank, exactly. Yeah, yeah. sperm bank. <laughs> Let's go to the sperm hospital. <laughs> no, um, responsibility shouldn't really be found, and if the man chooses this or that, that should be it, because. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it really does not do much. I would say I'm really not sure about this and what would I do in this case, but I'm not opposed to the idea overall. Do you see the need for sometimes to know what your heritage is? And especially when you just have had the one parent or maybe there's two, of course, but like if you know mommy is mommy, but daddy is not daddy. So yeah, I guess. This is really circumstantial and as we mentioned about other topics beforehand, everything should be treated individually as in just generalizing stuff because it just gets really messy if we could do that and get that. Mm. The conclusion upon generalization gets just really shaky. Yes, indeed. I, I, okay, maybe, maybe I'm a bit, well, to be, I do what myself, what I want especially if it doesn't hurt anyone hmm. I, I it's not something i would do donating sperm uh-huh. maybe maybe my opinion would be different because i have my own so i don't need any but as a man i'm not sure if i want to give it out while there's the possibility of course of closed mm, donation 
I wouldn't like the fact that some of my biological children is out there and I don't know about it, which comes back to, oh, but have it open and have they be able to connect you. But it's just that maybe this is maybe this is selfish, but if I, if I have mine, I want it for myself. That is up to you, of course. Like there is a lot of reason to donate sperm. There's a lot of reason not to. You have to find the one that you're comfortable with. So if yeah. you're not comfortable having children, not knowing what happens to them out there, I guess it's a good idea not to donate for sure. Well, of course, opinions can change. Mm. But right now, I feel like I wouldn't do it. Since we're talking about this, um, you do you have to have a kid soon with your fiancé? Well, we have been talking about having like two or three kids two or at three. some point. He is a little older than me, so I think maybe his urge is a bit bigger than mine. But yeah, at some point, but I would like to be in the same country before we start doing anything like that together. Fair enough. Okay, and um, who who would donate out of the two? Have you talked about that? Well, it depends. I think he would like to adopt. He doesn't care about the biological okay. aspect of it, where I would like maybe a biological kid i wouldn't mind that i i don't think he wouldn't he wouldn't mind much if he got a biological kid as well i don't think he would mind that at all but he's he just don't care he just wants kids he doesn't okay. care how they gets them if he's going to adopt them get them biologically steal them no not steal them <laughs> <laughs> no we're not going there no. no we don't advertise stealing kids no um, and we're not gonna, <laughs> just to put it out there, we're not stealing any kids. I think I would also be open for adoption, but it's a big question because again, the, there is these situations that just get so ugh when it comes to adoption. And it's just, I saw this Norwegian program about gay people and there was an episode about kids having the, the family. And they, there was this couple who ended up um, getting it the biological way because they okay. were not allowed or it was too hard for gay people to actually adopt in Norway, which was actually quite surprising. I thought it was a very progressive country. <laughs> Fires have been, uh, shots have been fired. <laughs> well, like, yeah. Yeah, I get uh, I was I was kind of surprised by it, and of course it might have changed. I think it was a five years old series, but I rather doubt it. So yeah, I think just the biological way is the most safest. Plus, it there it also gets to be a little a little nice to see something of yourself self in the child. Oh, it got my blue eyes. Oh, it got my slim teenage figure for a while before he gets fat like daddy. <laughs> you know, just those kind of cute little things. Yeah, okay. I get that. I That's also was a very, very cute child, so I'm sure to have cute children, I think. Yeah, okay. I could get away with having handsome children. <laughs> <laughs> handsome and humble children. <laughs> yes, you get daddy's humbleness. I'm the most humble person I know. No, it's definitely both cases has like not pros and cons, but like easy parts and harder parts. And no matter yeah. what, which you, which one you choose, as long as you provide a safe and 
good environment to have the kid nurture and grow. You should be able to do what you want. Let's see what happens, what the future brings. Yeah. Okay. Which, let's say you can which age you would rather skip, like age interval. Um, of the child's life. Yes. Like, let's um, say you can magically skip five years. Which five years would it be? Uh, it sounds kind of evil, but it would be the first years. I've never changed a diaper and I really, really don't want to. Of course, I'm <laughs> gonna, but I really, really don't want to. <laughs> Oh, so, like five years, it could also be the teenage years because oh, the hormones and the I hate yeah. you, hate you, daddy, hate you, papa. <laughs> so Screw papa, you. Oh my god. Um, so, what I, age would you skip in a child's life? I would say, like, of course, the waking up at night is not the easiest. No, it's not. But then, if the kid would get my uh, calmness that's relatively working well most of the time mm. then the teenager years are fine hmm. okay it's a tough one you gotta remember diaper changes and do you know how children's poo look like newborns it's disgusting but they are so and it's green and they smell so yeah. adorable yeah at some point that smell changes and it's <laughs> no I, I know what you mean. Newborns are cute. Maybe maybe I wouldn't change the newborn, but like when the poo starts smelling and it does that at some point, it doesn't in the beginning, I believe, but at some point it starts smelling and I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> you just push it to your fiance, like handle this. <laughs> you stay at home dad now. I'll be the breadwinner here. See ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and you just get to your corporate job. <laughs> A corporate job, yeah, yeah. Let's let, let's hope I get one of those high-paying ones. No, I I don't know. It's a hard question, and I haven't thought about it before I asked. So, yeah, I'm not the smartest of them all, that's for sure. <laughs> and just this whole fatherhood scares me. Why? I don't know. It just, you know, what you see is a of your parents that. Maybe I'm wrong, but like them being scared that they do something wrong and you end up wrong because of that. Do you have that feeling? So you're afraid what you give your child, like socially and what... It's not even the giving, it's just like I screw up something that, that has yeah. will have a confidence, not confidence, but... Consequence. Consequence, thank you. Well, everything you do for with the child has consequences so but like do you have a niece or a nephew um i, I have I, I i like how long you take for this <laughs> you're very close to your family oh yes <laughs> no just try to count up i have at least one that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> at least one oh i love that answer i love that how old um, I feel like I should know this. Yeah, just give me a like how the ish oldest? like. Wait, niece is that would be my brother's kids? A niece is a or female. A yeah, a niece or nephew. It's just the female, a male version of uh, your brother or sister's children. Oh, I don't have that. I was talking thinking of cousins at first, but no, I don't have nieces or nephews. Oh. 
think you get another perspective when, if, and maybe not even when, like, if you get sort of like this. I have a nephew and he's about, well, now I don't want to say anything, but at least seven, maybe eight. I'm <laughs> not sure. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So I, of course, have seen a lot of upbringing already happen. And I say this like, People shouldn't be afraid to screw up their kids. Like if they got their moral compass in moral compass in is that correctly said? Moral compass in check. Well, I was just the compass part. Uh, yes, moral compass in in order. I think it. I think you don't get. You can't screw the children up. Like just be an attentive dad, and I think it will work out. Or mom. Or mom. Well, I was just talking in your case, like okay. just being an attentive dad. But yeah, just being a parent, attentive parent is very good and invested. And for God's sake, don't abuse your children. No. See, that screws children up. Like, don't hit them. Don't constantly verbally abuse them. It really screws up your children. But I think that goes without saying, actually. <laughs> exactly. Mm, now I'm wondering... You know, there's always this stigma with the rainbow families that if there's two dads, like how the kid will have a feminine side or a feminine impact. And if there's two mom, how yeah. does he or she, how does the kid have a masculine impact? I'm like, come on. Yeah, if, if you haven't heard about butch lesbians and feminine gay guys, I think, well, you need to get more out there. There is masculine and... There's masculine lesbians and there's masculine sides in most women and men and feminine sides as well. So that everyone has think, a bit of everything. Yeah. Even though there is some macho men out there that says they're pure masculine. Yeah, no. Honey, no. You probably like needle pointing when you go home or baking. Even though baking is actually not that. I don't know. Like when I think about stuff, I'm not quite sure to think about them as either masculine or feminine. Like, yeah, baking. Like baking? I, yeah, baking. I see that as a, like a neutral ground. Needle pointing. Well, maybe that's more a feminine one, actually. But, you know. Everything can be done by everyone. Yes, like of these, course. Just because a guy bakes or cooks. He doesn't get more. Doesn't get more feminine, and just because, or make chocolate. Uh, okay, back off. Careful. <laughs> I was just just to put it in perspective. No, no, but I don't believe that either. Actually, I think baking and cooking in general, like it's very neutral ground because some of the greatest cooks are men. It was not to say like there isn't great cooks for women, but like it's not more the women's domain to be in the kitchen as it was 200 years ago. And I'm I somewhat, think. yeah, I really like that how we evolved from that stereotype. Yeah. And there's also a lot of like amazing female chefs out there. For sure, for sure. I was just saying like we have evolved, so it's not just with the women in the kitchen. And thank God for that because I love cooking. And if you're a gay, if you're a gay couple, who should be in the kitchen? If we still held on to those old stereotypes, we would starve to death. <laughs> oh, saying it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, this whole, I guess, the concern of whether the kid will have enough influence or mm. 
perspective is just so skewed because we so much more complex than just saying that oh mom and dad and masculine and feminine mm. and we got so far and we're going ahead that having this concern is just so outdated for sure i don't think stereotypes helps us very much no especially not about these sort of things like oh that's feminine oh that's masculine If, yeah. if, if a boy wants to play with a Barbie doll and a girl wants to play with Iron Man, I think we can survive that. Yeah, it's not. And that's just the most banal example. Oh, there is this meme on the internet um, where it's like the mom says uh, she's, she's at, um, at McDonald's and you know there is those Happy Meals with the toy yeah. inside. And she yeah. says like, oh, um, no, the, the person in the cash, uh, by the cash says like, um, do you want, uh, um, what did she say? Do you want this or that? And she, the mother says like, oh, I want the male toy. And she's like, oh yeah, who wasn't, who doesn't want the male toy? So do you want this or this? <laughs> I want the male one. This is a boy. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, but like, she's trying not to be uh, stereotypical about what toys. Just let it pick the toy that he seems to enjoy the most. Yeah. Oh, I actually remember something when I when when I was at the dentist in in the school. Um, you get free dentists, and they also they always had like a little a little like place where they kept a lot of little presents. So every time you've been to the dentist, you got a present. I always picked the rings. I was and let's uh, those were like rings with stones in it, and like it looked like female jewelry. But I wanted those. You were living the Lord of the Rings fantasy. Oh, yeah, you know it, you know it. It was it was shiny, it was flashy, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually not that flashy of a person, but you know, yeah, I, 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 I didn't care. Like, I just think that was pretty. I want that. That was a little bit of a side note. Um, where was we in the family? Stereotype of two men and two women. So now I've been talking about all my bling, so... It's time to say goodbye. <laughs> time to bling out or black out, <laughs> but that's more oh. like on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not Friday yet, and I have to work tomorrow. So, yeah, no blacking out today. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but hey, thank you for joining us today, and see you next time. Yeah, I hope bye. you got something out of it. Oh, yes, bye. <laughs>